0: Hey guys, welcome to Answer the Call. This is Kelsey Kemp, a career coach specialized in helping Christians discern their unique calling and then practically land a job or start a business that's aligned with it. So as you know from the title, once again, what I want to talk about today is something I encounter all the time with my career coaching clients, with my friends that I talk to naturally about career stuff, since apparently that's my favorite topic in the world. But it is imposter syndrome. And it's something that I have deeply experienced in the past. None of us are immune to it. I'm I'm just confident in that. And so I wanted to talk about the cure that if you are dealing with imposter syndrome right now, this is what you could do. (laughs) And ironically, what that is, is nothing more than you've ever done. So truly, The only way to cure imposter syndrome is to, again, never do more than what you've already done. Think about that for a second. You are, all of us are going to be prone to feeling like an imposter. Like That's the word that we've often slapped onto this feeling of, I've never tried this before. Oh man, what if I can't do it? What if I'm not uh, qualified? That's another one we love to say, like, I'm not qualified because I haven't done this exact thing before. And so therefore, I feel like an imposter. I I couldn't possibly go after this opportunity because I don't have this exact experience. And I have been right there with you, <laughs> like, if that is something that you resonate with, that this is just a natural feeling that will occur anytime you are doing Potentially, literally anything beyond your current set of experiences. And so, if we indulge in really trying to protect ourselves from feeling like, quote, an imposter, you are going to think about your age right now. Are you 30? Are you 40? Are you 25? Are you in college? Are you 20 right now? Do you want to? Cap out your career from here on out. This is the extreme example, but if you really want to focus on emotional management over pressing forward and doing something that is going to serve others greatly, if you want to focus more on emotional management and not dealing with imposter syndrome, then whatever age you are right now, are you prepared to cap out your career? You are going to repeat the same tasks that you've already learned. Or that's the extreme, but most likely when we focus so much on trying to shy away from and avoid the feeling of imposter syndrome, you might just take one scary, tiny, tiny step at a time, maybe something that you're forced to do in your current role, like add one tiny responsibility. And I commend you for that. But Do you want to take just baby steps forward, or do you really want to do what it takes to potentially make the necessary shift in your career, get a new job, Get understand who you are and what you're called to do, and then whatever the answer is to those questions of, God, what am I called to do with my life? Whatever that is, what if it's something big? Are you going to give that up because the natural human experience is to look at something new and say, I've never done it before. This is a risk. I might feel like an imposter as I do it. But instead, are you willing to just accept that this is a part of the human experience? This is just a feeling that will come up and proceed with creating an ever-expanding career, regardless of what you feel. Because the truth is, fear will exist. Stressed stress will often also exist. And it's funny, like I even in the past, and still, I try to be very careful um with stress management. This is a very good thing. I am speaking in a lot of extremes in this episode to demonstrate a point. But I think stress can almost be a little bit encouraging sometimes because it shows that you give a crap about what you're doing and you're trying. I think that there's a, a little bit of um, even, positive energy stress like Ooh, okay this is new exciting that is just a part of showing you hey you care this is a good thing of course we could um talk all day about um the negative deep end of maybe not needing to be in too stressful of a situation but my point in saying this is yes big feelings that we often naturally and understandably try to avoid are fear stress and anything that will test your confidence. But the truth is, even your, test, your confidence, it will be tested and likely at times depleted. But the thing is, to create a meaningful career, motivation isn't required, the feeling of peace is not required, perfection is not required, nor is it even possible, confidence is not required. Why? Because this is the gift of knowing and following your calling in this life is that you have gotten to the point where you have developed a deep conviction that this is a worthy use of my gifts, of my abilities, who I am, my personality, how I naturally minister and uplift people and encourage them, how I practically help others how I solve the problems that inspire me the most or bother me the most. And this is the most worthy pursuit I could think of right now, the best use of my life I could think of right now. And when you have that deep conviction that's required to take the risks you'll need to take, to grow in the ways you need to grow so you could create and master your craft for the glory of God and the good of others, this is the gift of following your calling, that you have that conviction that will allow you to move past all these negative feelings. So you can move on regardless of any negative feelings or lies that try to hold you back. Let them try, let them try, but don't let them win because the person you will get to impact and serve with your gifts will be so grateful you did. So grateful. I could personally speak from experience. I, For months and months and months, um, I was paralyzed in my career decisions. I was in a very cushy um, consulting job. I was very used to the affirmation of others, validation that I was doing something, quote, impressive with my life. I was so worried to do something that I had literally never seen modeled for me before ever. To go for an idea that many people actually did think sounded, sound kind of silly. Um, And I was so terrified. And the thing is, a lot of the things i feared i won't sugarcoat it actually did happen i this i have kind of touched on a couple of these stories in different episodes but yeah i had a lot of friendships tested um i had that i guess weren't as supportive um as i would have hoped um the, I had um, a significant loss of money due to a scam, even though I did every responsible thing to save a lot of money during my consulting years so I could start a business. And I had everything planned out and I was gonna be that super responsible business owner. There are things in life that you just can't predict are going to happen to you. I also had huge hits to my confidence. I dealt with depression um, because everything I knew about my life changed so much. And I ended up feeling so alone, but then little by little, you just put one step in front of the other. And I really, deeply, I deep, that's why I really come at this conversation with such compassion because I deeply um, felt paralyzed, feeling like I couldn't move on without the motivation it would take to send one more email to put myself out there to get this business off the ground. I was so sick of feeling insecure. I was so sick of putting myself out there and putting myself in many situations in which my feared scenario did happen of looking silly or someone would have a blank stare or um, uh second guess or directly ask me, do you make any money doing that? Like the amount of people that said that to my face, you would be so shocked that um, for about a year, I felt like anytime I told somebody what I was doing, I was building a career coaching practice to serve Christians in the discernment of their calling. Um, I had, it was about a year solid. Yeah. Almost every friend that I thought would have my back or have a little bit more decorum or Networking event or any person that I would run into, I felt like I was constantly getting like really abrupt questions like, Oh, (laughs) have you worked with anyone? Like, does anyone fall for that? (laughs) Do you make any money doing that? Yeah, I heard it all. But the thing is now that I want to encourage you with that was about, I guess, when I sum it all up, the hardest part was about 18 months of my life as a 24 and 25 year old. I can almost come to tears with how much conviction I feel that that was so worth it. I I would do it again and again if I had to. I hope not, God please no. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again, but like to get to this point now where I get to serve people as a competent and practiced career coach who has proven that her idea is a legitimate practice that was meant to help people in a way that they're asking for and praying for. Like now I get to look people in the eyes and help them in the way I knew I was meant to. And that was so, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. But all of those feelings, they were genuinely unavoidable, genuinely unavoidable. And I'm so glad that I didn't stay stuck in wanting to avoid imposter syndrome. And certainly we could talk tactics about how to practically manage those feelings. That's not what this conversation is about, because I feel like there's a lot of incredible tools out there, um, especially from people specialized in that field of psychologists and therapists that will help you with um, emotional regulation, mental health, um, and building that confidence. But what I want to add to this conversation is just that Many times, confidence isn't required, peace isn't required, a lack of fear isn't required, nor is it even really realistic to achieve what you want to achieve while avoiding those things. I don't think you can. I don't think you can, but I hope that my encouragement rings true in your ears today that It is worth it to just move past it. And in the end, once you finally get on a roll and your idea is proven or you pivot into that industry you've always known you wanted to be in, it will, you will honestly forget. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you'll forget. Like oftentimes I have, like I have to really go back and think about it like, oh, wow. Yeah, that happened. Because that's just not my experience anymore. There was a huge hump to get over, but you get over it. And the thing is, I'm always growing and we always have to grow. And so I do constantly experience more like sweaty palm moments or um, a lack of confidence or anything, but we could still keep moving. And so why I wanted to record this episode today is to encourage you to potentially explore just, I I think that there was this poem from Rumi called, um, oh, maybe it was called The Room, (laughs) where you could just have emotions come and go as a welcome guest in your kind of mental house, and they could come, go, whatever. But you're still strong, you have your foundation, and you could move on regardless. Oftentimes I've helped clients um, with an exercise that I learned in my coaching certification program that helps you to acknowledge and almost personify these different emotions and these big lies that you might personally um, be have a tendency to believe. Like maybe um, the old like I'm not good enough or like I'll always look silly, Or someone will always hurt me or I'll always like, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Whatever the lie is that um, consistently likes to come up and try to tear you down, you could actually name it like something stupid if you want. It actually really helps. I used to scoff at this exercise when I was learning it in that program. And then I'm like, oh, dang, it actually really worked. Like literally after I went through this whole transformative exercise, i actually was able to move past the I'm not qualified fear that I always, always dealt with. Um, but you could personify it, call it whatever, like one of my clients, she called her as Pedro <laughs> and just say, hi. Okay. Hi, Pedro. We see you coming up again with the old I'm an idiot message. Thank you for trying to protect me from doing something that might hurt. But this measure of protection." is no longer necessary for what I'm trying to attain in my life. Thank you, but I'm proceeding anyway. So that's really powerful to personify. And it's a diffusing and uh, distancing kind of cognitive behavioral therapy method that allows you to not become your fears and take them on as a part of your identity. Because the truth is, the I'm not qualified or I'm stupid lie is not a part of your identity. And so those diffusion techniques, I hope just quickly mentioning that is something that begins to help you. But I hope that you're encouraged to just wonder like what would happen if I focused less on avoidance of negative emotions and more on getting to business, more on focusing on who I'm ambitious to serve and less on the universal obstacles that everyone will experience when you try to go beyond whatever just gets handed to you or whatever you've already done before or what you're comfortable with. So I hope you could have a little bit more acceptance for the emotions that are probably just going to be there and that's okay. Um, And I hope that the diffusion technique that I mentioned is helpful to you, in addition to just being more externally focused on who you're called to serve and why, and why it's worth putting things on the line to go do that worthy, good task, that awesome use of your life. Um, but in addition to this, I just want to close with two um, pieces of scripture that I think are going to be really encouraging. In addition to just having that acceptance that this you're probably going to feel all these things, and that's okay. Okay. And also two having that more external focused on um, that ambition to serve others and to overcome whatever personal feelings you're going to encounter. But the third piece um, that is kind of demonstrated in these scriptures is that you could just put your cares on God and he will help you. So this is so, so encouraging. A passage that many people are familiar with is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. So powerful. I'm just going to read this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if ever you have a care, if ever you're having a huge wave of imposter syndrome or feeling scared or like a failure or like you're drained and don't have much left, please just Give it up to God in prayer and supplication, thanking and praising Him for His strength and who He is, and that it is through His strength that you will be able to continue. Ask Him to carry you, and He will. He will give you the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, and it will guard your heart, and it will guard your mind in Him. He is so gracious to do that. And then the other passage I want to mention is a classic that I love thinking about all the time when you're facing... Um, a bold dream, a bold and good godly dream that you're scared to go out and do. Oh, give Exodus chapters three and four a read. This is Moses's dialogue when um, he encounters God at the burning bush, and he is tasked tasked with leading the Israelites out of slavery, out of Egypt, being like, "Yo, Pharaoh, can I just take millions of?" your, like, the foundations of your working class just from the country. Thank you, bye. Um, and so understandably, that was horribly intimidating. And he asked God, like, who am I to lead the Israelites out of Egypt? And there's this really incredible dialogue. And God's like, no, seriously, I've got your back. I will give you the signs and wonders that will testify that you have my power behind you. And Like It's one to be reckoned with, and I will accomplish it through you. Um, And even after all these things, towards the end of chapter 4 or middle of chapter (laughs) 4, after all this dialogue with God, Moses puts out one more rebuttal, and he says to the Lord in verse 10, "'Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant.'" I am slow of speech and tongue. Basically, I'm going to sound stupid if I go up to the courts and try to talk to Pharaoh with this bold request. But then verse 11, the Lord said to him, who gave hu- <laughs> humans, humans, what? <laughs> who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and I will teach you what you need to say. What? Oh my gosh. This is the power of like truly coming to a point of feeling called to do something and knowing this is a good and worthy task for the Lord. I feel called to go serve my, my station out in my station in this mission. You can know. That the Lord is saying, I gave you your mouth to speak. I gave you your mind to think of these ideas. I gave you, like, I literally suspend the entire earth in all its inner workings. If I let it go for one second, it would fall apart. I am establishing your steps. Go read Proverbs um, chapter 16. So amazing. He is the one that establishes your step. And he is the even the one that in verse one, it says, will bring the proper word out of your mouth to accomplish his will. Go and rest in confidence in him. Self-confidence is honestly not required. It is not required. Confidence in God, who gave you literally every brain cell that you have, that is a much more worthy use of your time and focus to work on developing. And resting in that as your source. So no matter what tries to come at your life, <laughs> what tries to come at your career and try to make you feel like, oh, I could never pivot into that industry. I could never get that job. I could never be that person leading the meeting. I could never own a business. I didn't go to business school. Not required. <laughs> um, I could never make money doing that. I could never command that price. I, uh, Who am I? Who am I to do all these things? straight up, just take a page out of Moses' book. Wow, literally, actually, Exodus chapters three and four. Um, And just rest in God that you're going to feel all the feelings, literally all the feelings, and that is okay. Rest in him. What a gift that is. And then not only do you get the gift of getting to serve others in such a meaningful capacity for the glory of God, And the most powerful way that you could love your neighbor, I believe, is through purposeful, excellent work. And by doing that, that's a gift in and of itself um, that you would even see any reward from that. Like, that is not something we deserve. Wow. But God is so gracious to give that to us. But then also, again, I say this all the time. This is the encouraging, powerful, amazing concept of a calling and having a career that you're called to, is that you're your sense of purpose and guidance, vision and direction, it comes from God. He literally affords you the strength and the life and the facilities and the support and the connections to be able to do it when you rest in him. And then he also, like, it is for his glory, and that has eternal purpose. Like, if you're called to go make Even tables, there's like evidence in the Bible that I've been um, reading about lately that has just been blowing my mind of the importance of physical work. And it's not just like, oh, this is all gonna, this isn't gonna come with me when I die. Um, This is getting a little bit existential for this episode, and I didn't necessarily plan this, but um, there's even objects, I think it's in Revelation, the book of Revelation at the end of the Bible, that talks about the objects of nations and bringing them before the Lord. Like, this is what we did. This is what we created. And again, this is a whole other episode, but I've actually been learning that the concept that we go up and like go ascend to heaven is totally a Western concept that has just kind of been culturally developed in our minds. But the Bible actually just talks about God making the new heaven and the new earth here. Like he will make his kingdom come here and he'll make everything new and it will be as it says in revelation the new jerusalem and he uses what like redemptive work even of physical nature that we made here like we are meant to be god's ambassadors um enacting his will to carry out his model for work which is to create cultivate that creation's potential and to care for what is created oh my gosh, I could get on a soapbox about this all day. Work and career, oh my gosh, it is such a gift. There's so much purpose in it. And I hope that this episode, um, (laughs) it's getting a little wild now and I probably need to rein it in, but I hope that it encourages you that there are so many things to focus on besides yourself and your emotions. Although there is literally no shame if you have struggled with that a lot. I certainly have. And I know earlier when I was providing personal examples, I really don't want you to get the impression that I'm some hero over here that nope, nope, nope. There was months where I had a hard time getting out of bed. There was months where I felt so paralyzed and like, no, seriously, God, I cannot send another email. I am sick of putting myself out there. I'm sick of looking stupid. I just wish I felt qualified already. I wish I had the glowing testimonials. I wish I already knew everything that I was doing. But you have to do the work. You have to just get over the hump. You have to get in the game to get to the point that you want. And in the meantime, you just kind of have to move past the imposter syndrome and just say, oh, this is what's required. All right, I think my computer is actually about to die and I should shut this down before I go on some other... What other topic should I cover? Oh, there's another thing I've been learning that there's probably there actually C.S. Lewis and many other famous kind of theologians, writers, whatever, thought leaders of the faith, uh believed that animals will be in heaven. So I hope that's a little nugget that encourages you. <laughs> I certainly want Constantine, you know, my co-host and my cat that always loves to pipe up in these episodes. Um especially in interviews. He'll just meow and purr like right into the mic. Anyway, I hope he's in heaven. Yeah. Wow. Definitely getting very ADD with this episode, but I always just like thinking these are like fun little chats with you. Um, But go forth, conquer. Imposter syndrome might just happen, but you are not an imposter. I pray that this episode has blessed you. If so, please leave a quick rating and review. Gosh, that helps so much. And I appreciate that show of support more than you know. Um, And also if you would like more in-depth one-on-one individual career coaching help, I'm here for you. So you could go anytime to kelseykemp.com and check out both my coaching process past client success stories um, for how I have helped people continually discern their calling, find the exact job or define the exact business idea that is going to best allow you to fulfill that calling, and then practically land that job or launch that business faster than you thought possible. So if that sounds of interest to you, go to kelseykemp.com. You could schedule a free consultation with me next week to discern if career coaching is truly, this is the right time and it's the right fit for you right now. I will look forward to talking to you soon. If not on a free consultation next week on the podcast, answer the call. See you then. Bye.